Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parikh. And we are, we're not joined today by Shannon, so boo to that. Producer, but that's okay. producer Shannon. Producer Shannon. But we do have a great episode for you. But before we get to that, let me just ask again, please support the show. Make sure to rate the show, share the show on social, do something today to help us boost our ratings and downloads. We'd really appreciate that. So You know, last time we said, if each one of you would tell one person, we yeah. would instantly overnight double our listenership. I know. I mean, And I like most people. of you are not doing this. Like, what is up? <laughs> what is it's like, up? It's like people have busy lives or something, man. I don't know. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be just sitting at home. You're not yeah. going out. You're not just doing chilling, anything. Listening Maybe that's the problem. They're not, they're not seeing people. Yeah. And so maybe that's why they can't really tell people because they're not seeing people. That could be it, yeah. Well, well okay. speaking of that, uh, so in this episode, we've got a couple of COVID-19 articles. We have more that are not. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter's work from home policy. Google has some new interesting tech. Google has uh, a new lens that's going to allow you to do some, or Google Lens going to allow you to do some cool stuff with handwriting. We've also got Weird and Wacky, a couple of great articles there. Tech recommendations for you that are going to be amazing. And of course, TV and movie recs, of which I have not chosen one, and I will come up with one by the end of this episode from the top of my mind. So it's going to be great and lots of fun. So let's get started. India's contact tracing app tops 100 million users in 41 days. That is impressive right there. So they, they've done a, a very interesting job here, and, and probably the, the lever that they had to make this all successful is the fact that you have to have the app in order to ride the train system there. Um, oh, so nice. Trains are almost a requirement and a requirement for a lot of the population there. Yep. But then beyond that, if you don't have the app on your phone um, and the police see it, they can either jail and or fine you for not having the app. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what the article said. Uh, so that's why it's like, man, 100 million sounds a little low if yeah. that's like, the penalty for that. Um, but it's interesting. So they've gone on a, an approach that's different than the one we talked on before with Apple and Google that yep. makes, um, it's kind of a pro privacy contact tracing thing. Um, this one is not, this one is sharing location data back to a central server. Right. Um, and so they're doing it that way in order to figure out who's been in contact with who. Um, it does raise, uh, kind of concerns around government tracking of people and things like that, but, Look, it's um, it's impressive that they've been able to build one and deploy it and get that many users. Um, it's still only like you know ten percent of their population, but still that's that's more than the percent that we've got using yeah. contact tracing apps here in the U.S. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I love it, love it, and I'm ready for Google and Apple to roll out the contact tracing app for everybody else. So. That'd be nice. I'm just saying. So, all right. are you gonna uh, get that right away when it comes out? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, based on all the stuff we've read and talked about, it seems like the privacy things are pretty well taken care of. And I, I mean, I feel like having that information and knowing if I've been exposed and then being able to let other people know if I've exposed to them. I mean, I feel like it's just kind of like the the good citizen sort of, you know, thing to yeah. do. So yeah. Yeah. How no, about you? I, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And, and I think we'll probably end up doing the same thing. Like all of us will, we'll add it on as well. Um, and it's an interesting thing because I think some of the challenges, this is kind of down the COVID-19 rat hole here. Um, it, it, some of the challenges that we've had in terms of controlling this is because of 
the opposite approach that um, we as a country have been having around this. It's more about individuality rather yeah. than collective good. Yeah. Um, and I was, it's funny because I was talking to my wife about this. And, you know, as a country, we used to be more on the collective good side of things. And I don't know how we've gotten, like you think back to Kennedy and his talk about, you know, we're going to, we are going to land somebody on the moon. That's right. Um, And it was like this collective, like, yeah, we're all in this together thing. And we don't have that anymore. And I don't know where we lost our mojo around that, but uh, we need to get it back. I have a, I have a couple of dates in mind, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let those go for this moment and we'll keep moving on. So, um, <clears throat> so speaking of non-politic uh, podcasts, Democrats try to ban internet shutoffs until pandemic is over. I love this. I think that's super smart. I don't know why any company would be hater enough to shut off internet access while we're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody's shut at home. Even if they're not paying their bills, why would anybody be that hater? That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, so um, apparently there's a voluntary pledge and 700 ISPs have signed on to that to not do this, but the Democrats are trying to do this more that it's a, a law um, and a requirement rather than a voluntary thing because right. just because you pledge to do it doesn't mean you don't go back on that, right? Yep. Um, and so they're also talking about using money from um, the uh, Universal Broadband Fund, uh, Universal, no, it's not called that, Universal, yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, so they're trying to get money for the for an emergency broadband con- connectivity fund okay. to help pay for uh, internet access for people that uh, might have lost their jobs um, mm-hmm. or you know somehow impacted by by COVID nineteen. Yep. Um, I, I think that's great. I think we're seeing a lot of things in kind of the internet access side of it. We talked about it, I think, on a previous episode where uh, a lot of these companies have increased uh, the bandwidth allocations as well yep. as gotten rid of uh, data caps, yep. um, which, you know, hopefully these are things that aren't just now for the pandemic and are now gone, gone. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, da- data caps have been ridiculous for a long time. Like, right. I mean, there, there comes a point where you just have to go, okay, everybody's streaming. We got to deal with that. Right. But right. It is right. It is. Exactly. And, and we've actually got a story coming up um, talking about Twitter and, and this kind of stuff is, is important yeah. if we're talking about companies that are going to change the way that they work. That's right. And, and I think that's a great thing for all of us, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, next story is uh, about all Elon right. Musk again. I know, Elon As Musk always. says Tesla HQ will quote, move to Texas or Nevada immediately after California County health official says factory can't open despite Governor Gavin Newsom giving the green light. So the governor gave the green light, the county, but the, Tesla's ready to open. The county says, nope, can't reopen and Musk just freaks out on Twitter, which well, was also followed up by Ted Cruz welcoming him to Texas on Twitter, which I thought was just, come on, hilarious. Well, and to, and to be clear, the governor said manufacturer can open, not specifically the Tesla factory. Well, oh, right, um, right, right, right. And and, yeah. and so the, the health official said like, look, you don't have all these things in place. There's another wrinkle to this too, that uh, apparently a state representative, a senator or representative, basically said um, that uh, Musk can, uh, you know, F himself, basically. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and, and, then, and now Trump has tweeted support to Tesla about, of yeah. course, too. So, I mean, it's just this whole... So, so that's yes. that's not a great thing as a politician. Like, no. you should not tell... Like, look, you may not agree with the company, and you should say that. Like, look, I don't think yeah. you should be pushing back, or you need to do the right, right things. Like, not... Right you know do mm-hmm. that uh and and the response from elon musk was message received 
uh, and that was it. No, like, no response further beyond Listen, that. Listen, man, he's unstable. You don't want to like. You don't want to push this guy. Like he, Very. he's. I think he's legitimately a genius, but he's not a stable genius, right? So, I, I just, you know, he's kind of one of those geniuses that's like right on the edge of something, and I feel like you could just push him just right, and he's just gonna go right over the edge. He's just yeah. gone. There he goes. You know. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, look. Oh, he's falling down. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what you you know what you reminded me of just there is yeah. um, there is a Seinfeld. Of, are you a Seinfeld watcher? Did you oh, watch? Oh, dude, love Seinfeld. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there, there's a Seinfeld episode where uh, George Costanza, and I'm only thinking about this because I'm thinking about my uh, TV wreck, which is not Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, but here's a bonus one for you. Um, it, so George Costanza is talking about um, somebody and calls them a delicate genius that, you know, you can't talk to them outside of the confines of the uh, office and the paid relationship. I think it was a doctor of some sort. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, You remember that? that, That's the same thing. Delicate genius. Well, and related to Seinfeld, I just read an article uh, this morning of six phrases that Seinfeld gave to, to culture. And so one of them is double dip. They're the, they're they're you know they're the ones that initiated like the double and then close talker. Just end was it, one. man. Dip uh, once and end it. Yeah, not not not. That there's anything wrong with that. That's another one of the phrases not that, that came. There's from anything wrong with not that. There's anything wrong with that. So that's <laughs> great. So I good. Realize, right. I didn't realize they gave us double dip. I thought double dip was a known thing before. I, I uh, think it was starting to become a known thing, and they put the words to it. And then it became like this. It blew up from there, you know, yeah, like this yeah. whole thing. So anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, so Twitter. So now non-COVID-19 related articles from here on out, and then we'll get into Weird Mikey. So, although this one's a little bit impacted. It's similar. By... It's similar. That's true. Uh, so yeah. Twitter will allow employees to work from home forever. So this is the first major company that has done this that I know of. And I think this is the new trend. I, yep. I think we're, we're gonna enter into a time where every single organization is gonna basically have an unlimited work from home policy. And basically it's like, look, you're gonna have to come in the office for some meetings because some things need, need collaboration. But honestly, most of the time, your time is your own, do what you wanna do, figure it out, get yourself done. I think that's the, cult, the work culture that we're entering into. It's, it's frankly the work culture that I've had for a long time and loved for a long time. Um, I think, I I do think there's benefits to in-person collaboration, but man, there are huge benefits to the freedom of working from home and working on a flex schedule. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I think you are exactly right. And I think this is going to have massive implications for so many things that are going to be good for society, right? So number one, people are not going to be driving to and from a location every single day. Think about the environmental impact of that. That's amazing. The environmental impact is huge. Um, I think that the time that you're going to save every day, like, you know, for most employees, you're talking about probably between an hour and two hours a day that is spent in commuting. And now that time is back. You multiply that down by five days a week, five to 10 hours a week. That's multiply a, that's that a by a year. That's a, I, mean, I mean, you can, you can make extra money. That's right huge. There. Right. But then also, um, like you mentioned, the environmental impact is huge. The real estate impact is huge, right? Oh, now yeah. you're going to need less. You're going to need less roads. You're going to need less parking. Less you're going to need less offices, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, all of those costs are kind of now more distributed. For companies, it's going to be a great thing because now, look, I don't have to pay for power. I don't have mm-hmm. to pay for HVAC for people. Or you just pay I, for less. I mean, it's not even that you don't pay for any. You just pay for a lot less, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, if you're working at home, I'm not paying your electricity bill. Like, that's just kind of a part of the thing, right? Yeah. Um, 
And and so uh, I, I think overall, I think this is going to be a great thing and hopefully more companies um, will go down this path. I've talked to some folks yeah. that work at very large companies um, and, and this was like months ago and they were like, yeah, everything's working fine now. Why are we spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year on real estate exactly? Um, so I wonder, th- th- this is going to be uh, very painful for real estate companies oh, big time. Um, in, yeah. in the short term. But, uh, and builders I think in particular. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be very positive for companies. Like thinking about Twitter, um, how much money are they going to save and how much of that money is going to go to the bottom line and help them become even more profitable or, than they are or right now? Or they can invest it in, in, in more employees to grow faster too, right? I mean, so exactly. and then some part of it goes to the bottom line. Part of it goes to new staff to, to grow the organization more quickly. So, I mean, it could be, it could be honestly, one of the things that helps our economy bounce back is the fact that now we can free up dollars to pour back into the companies to do more good and do more things, right? In, instead of stuff. Yeah, it goes into into doing instead of just being. That's right, Um, that's right. All right, so speaking of doing, Spotify launches a new party mode called Group Session. And what that really means is that Sanjay and I can groove together uh, during the (laughs) workday. We can have a party, you know? So, so this has this has a uh, somewhat unfortunate Atlanta link as well. Okay. Um, there is a startup called uh, Popular. So P O P U L R R dot com. Mm-hmm. That was essentially this. Oh, so it's like it a dance was party uh, together. Right? It was a party using Spotify um, where people could help you DJ. Um, mm. at, at a thing. And there's a founder here uh, in town that I, I got to know when I was at Georgia Tech uh, with the CreateX program uh, uh, by the name of Shiv Patel. And I reached out to him yesterday and he was like, oh, that's interesting because Spotify Legal reached out to me yesterday and said my access to the API was going to get shut off on the 13th, uh, which is today when we're recording oh, this. So man. basically they saw this functionality, built it themselves, and then killed off the competitor. And oh, that's brutal. That's a hater, man. Yeah, I, I look, I'm a, I'm a Spotify uh, customer. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of disappointing. They probably should have just bought the company for a little bit of money. I mean, that and, or honestly, just don't shut off the dude's access. Like, let yeah. him exist in the world. It's not like it's gonna matter to them in the long run at yeah. all. Yeah, so. I mean, it's still, it's still customers for them. Um, yeah. through this thing. And so yeah. it was it was disappointing to hear that. Uh, he's, he's a good founder and it's unfortunate, but this is yeah. one of the problems. I think if you're building a startup, if you're building a company or a project or anything, and you're reliant on somebody else's ecosystem, you don't know when they're gonna kill you off. And right? we, like, you've talked about this before. I mean, you're yeah. at their mercy and they can kill your company at on a whim at any yeah. point in time. For in, and it can be directed at you specifically or or just the whole ecosystem can shut down, you know? Right, yeah, and, and, and we, we were just talking about Twitter. That's happened with Twitter before. They had the Twitter API. Yeah. You know, there were so many clients that were out there. Those have gone away, come back, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the whims of who are, and it's not even just of recent time. Like, um, I'll go back into history, Apple, uh, I used to be a long time ago an Apple fan when I had my Apple IIc. Back in those days, Apple actually allowed clone makers to exist. There were yeah. clones of Apple computers. Yep. And so functionality-wise, you could run Apple um, Apple OS. Uh, what was it called back then? Apple, it was Apple, I've forgotten now what it was. Apple DOS. Mm, I don't DOS. remember. 
Yeah. Um, it was a long time ago, but um, and then suddenly uh, at some point, I think it was when Steve Jobs returned, um, they killed yeah. off uh, all access it. to the clone folks. So, yeah. you know, look, if you're relying on somebody else's uh, business or platform or whatever, Don't. just know it's a risk and you could go away at any time. Yeah. All right. So speaking of platforms and services and new things. Uh, Google's new read along app can help elementary school kids improve their reading skills. So this is really cool, actually. Uh, if you get a kid that's sort of just in the new stages of learning to read, you know, this app will, uh, as I understand it, you know, the, the words will be up on the screen. They start to read them. They struggle with the word. The app recognizes they're struggling with the word and prompts them on what the word is. And they can keep, I mean, just like you would sitting there listening to a kid read aloud. It's kind of fantastic. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think actually this has more implications than just your kid learning English because right. the app apparently currently supports Spanish, Portuguese, Hindi, Urdu, Telugu, Marathi, and uh, Tamil. Uh, and so wow. if you're learning any one of these languages, this is a Start, great way of, of supporting that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny. So my kids... Um, uh, have both learned Hindi. We actually have, uh, when we were in India, this is one of my pet peeves, the fact that you can't get this here, we bought the whole Harry Potter set of books in Hindi. Uh, oh, that's so cool. They're available. You can't get them here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You can only buy them over there. So yeah. we bought them off of Amazon because uh, here's another cool thing. If you've got an Amazon account here, you can log into the Amazon accounts in other countries. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. W with your same account, right? right. So the, the credit card, all the things, you don't have to enter in anything else. You right. just log into that uh, that site. Um, so it's like amazon.co.in for India. And right. you can buy things. And so we did that and, and bought these. So we've got these these books of Harry Potter in Hindi. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, they'll struggle to read some of it because they've done words phonetically. Like yeah. uh, if you know Harry Potter, like Dumbledore, like right. there's no Hindi word for that. You've got to basically spell right. it phonetically in Hindi to be the same name. Right. And, and so sometimes you might not recognize it. So an app like this would be perfect to help you kind of read along uh, with something like that. You, you know, you just came up idea. with the title of this episode, which is there's no Hindi word for Dumbledore. Like, you know, that's that's got to be the title, obviously. Right. You know, like, we, we say that every time. And then Shannon always finds something different. Just and, and something better. better. So not yeah. different, just different, but better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So. All right, so last article, this is great. This is amazing technology. Google Lens can now copy and paste handwritten notes to your computer. So assuming that your handwriting is even halfway decent, I, I, I would assume it's gotta be at least decent. <laughs> so in other words, mine is not gonna work. Probably not. Now I'll tell you this, um, <laughs> I find that if I write, so, so like for example, Evernote will search your handwriting as well, which is one of the things I like about Evernote. And I, and I actually, I use a physical notebook and I'll scan those pages into Evernote to have them stored digitally. And, and, and I'll, I'll find if I do, if I write in print, my handwriting's generally decent enough to be scannable and recognizable by the algorithms. If I write in cursive, man, it is just game over. Like there is <laughs> like, it doesn't like, so, so you'll see my notebook is like this weird psycho of like, there's some cursive and there's some, you know, non-cursive and it's just like, it's like, I'm just a crazy person. So um, anyway, that's my story. But I think this so, is really so, so you're saying your notebook is going to be entered into evidence at some point in the future to prove like, yeah, he was not right. That's probably true. Like, look at how he goes from cursive to print to cursive to print in the same line. He's obviously <laughs> psycho. <laughs>
That's a good point. I mean, how can you argue with that? You know, lock me up. So there you go. So do you use Google Lens right now? I don't think I, I've ever used Google Lens. I have Lens. never used Google Lens, but th but I do think this is cool. Maybe it'll maybe I'll try it. I don't know. I mean, right now I don't really know that I have a use for it for that particular technology. But I think it's. Yeah. I, I like that this is where it's going. That we're we're able to begin, and, and this will actually come into our, our next conversation. We're beginning to to unify the physical and the digital worlds in a lot of ways. So with that said, I think it's time to go into weird and wacky because our first weird and wacky article is about that. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. So, uh, AR contact lenses are the holy grail of self-tech. Mojo is making them real. So, the, the concept here is that instead of AR glasses, which of course Google Glass was kind of an AR glass, um, there instead we'll have AR augmented reality contact lenses. So, you've got the contact lens, it's a screen sitting on your eye and it's going to overlay data in real time over what you're already seeing. And, and it's pretty amazing it, it, like what they want to do with this. And, and this really goes to what we were just talking about in the last article where there's this merging of the physical and the digital world that is eventually going to become seamless where you don't have to have big goggles on for augmented reality. So uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts, man? You, you ready for some contact lenses? I, I think this is so fascinating. We, didn't we talk about um, Magic Leap and how they had some layoffs? and We did. Uh, yep. And they're away. not going to consumers anymore. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And this is uh, this is fascinating to me. And and uh, the other kind of tie-in is uh, previously I recommended the TV show Altered Carbon. Yep. Uh, and in that show they have essentially this. They have a little like contact lens. They haven't shown it as a contact lens, but people are like you can see in their eyes like things are are flittering around because yep. they're looking at whatever. Um, and it's basically this. It's a augmented reality information kind of point uh yep. to show them stuff right up on you know whatever they're looking at i, I yep. think this has so many applications i would not be surprised if again you know how i always go military this has military implications huge. first huge um, because like look you know you, you think about um fighter pilots and heads-up displays mm -hmm. like you can overlay data everywhere that they look um yep. and, and i think a lot of times the reason why i always think about that because military has money Right. Yeah. And and yep. they are willing to spend if it's even, you know, a one percent improvement in performance, because that's probably billions, if not, you know, tens of billions of dollars of of actual uh, impact. Yep. And, and so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go there first and then quickly go to consumer uh, as they're able to scale this up and make this cheaper. It does kind of freak me out a little bit. You know, it was a long time before I started wearing contacts. Um, I, I've been wearing contacts now for about 10, 15 years. I've always been kind of freaked out about putting I, stuff in I my eye. I still don't. I still don't Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's still <laughs> just the thought of like sticking a piece of glass, and I know it's not glass, mm -hmm. but sticking a piece of glass in your eyes just like, I don't know, freaks yeah. me out. And, and yeah. sometimes when I can't get it out, I get a little freaked out about it. It's like, oh my God, it's not yeah. coming out. Um, <laughs> so you know, this thing about having electronics, um, as a part of it as well. Like the picture they've got with this article, I don't think it's the real the no, contact. No, no. It looks like a very hard thing. Like I'm not yeah. putting that in my eye. Yeah. But if it was a soft yeah. thing, like you couldn't really tell, then, well, then maybe you know, it and, makes sense. And back to I mean, back to what you're saying, like this to me is the difference between, and this is actually the problem I have with Magic Leap, right? Magic Leap is, it's this huge thing. You have to have like things in for your hands to, to manipulate the thing. I mean, this is like, that's the, it's a very cumbersome 
sort of intrusive technology versus something like this. And, and granted, this, I mean, maybe this is really 10 years away, right? But, but this is where it's going, you know? And so I feel like Magic Leap is trying to do something that is fine for now, but this kind of stuff is where it's going, where, where it's technology that's, I mean, and honestly, that's why Google Glass didn't do well because Google yeah. Glass was kind of, it was very, it was cumbersome, it was obvious. You know, you had the, you know, the whole, you know, nickname for the glass, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, guys. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it is. It, but, but one thing I will say about this technology, and this is, this is crazy, the current display, this is, I'm reading from the article, the current display can squeeze 70,000 pixels into a space smaller than a half a millimeter across, making it the smallest and densest dynamic display ever made. That's pretty impressive, I, I gotta say. So, I mean, I, I, like, I like where the technology is going. I think we're probably 10 years off from having anything that's really implementable, but still, I, I love it. So, you, you think it's still 10 years off at this point? I, th I think so. I mean, it, or, maybe, or maybe 10 years off from coming to the masses, right? Maybe, so, maybe, because, yeah. because really where augmented reality is gonna go, I mean, just from what I'm seeing, it's going to go to glasses first and it's going to go to glasses that look kind of like mine that are a little, a little beefy, you know, they've got a little bit of, a little bit of bulk to them because yeah. that allows them to hide some things and electronics in the glasses. Uh, but that's where I'm, I think that's where our reality has to go first and then it'll continue to shrink and get smaller and smaller and then it'll eventually go. Uh, into contact lenses. And, and they, they are in glasses like yours, right? We talked about the Bose ones, right? Like they are. That, that's audio augmented that's right. reality. That's right. Uh, yeah. It's just not the, the video side of it. I, I think the, the biggest challenge, and the thing I don't understand with these is like, how are these contact lenses powered? Like, well, well, right. Yeah, that's right. How do you charge your contact lenses, right? I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want a, ba a, a, a pair of wires coming out of my eyeball to a battery yeah. pack. Uh, oh, my that's gosh. That's a terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrifying mental picture right there. I can just see you right now, like, talking to you. There's wires coming out of your eyes, you know? Oh, it's like, Borg, you know, Star Trek Next Generation kind of stuff right there. Yeah, so. yeah it's yeah. funny. So, um, anyway. so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm sure that battery technology is also a part of this. So it's yeah, all got to yeah. kind of come together. It's all connected. Right. All right. So Microsoft now blocks reply all email storms to end our inbox nightmares. So we were reading this article and I, I honestly thought it was kind of dumb, Sanjay, until you shared some details with me because I've apparently never been a part of a reply all storm before. So I, I didn't realize this was like the scale that it is. So give me, give me the details. Yeah. And, and so I got to say, I, I have been a part of a reply all storm, but not this many people, but it's been, I, I think my biggest has been like 200, 250 people and people right. keep replying, take me off right. this list. Take me, dude, you're just making it worse. Just yep. don't reply. Yep. Um, so what they're going to do is uh, they're going to detect if there's 10 reply alls to over 5,000 recipients within 60 minutes. And if so, they are going to shut the whole thread okay. down for some period of time. Here's um, my question. Yeah. In 2020, which I, I presume that's where we're all living, how is there an email going out to 5,000 recipients where all the email addresses are shown? Like, how is that still a thing? Because that I find that entirely unacceptable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a thing. Uh, okay. It still does happen, apparently. Okay. And a lot of times in organizations is where it happens. Okay. Um, it, I, you know, it's funny because I probably saw one happen... Um, it was probably about eight or nine months ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it was either an organization that had emailed a bunch of entrepreneurs that they did not 
succeed to in the next round of something. Okay. And instead of BCCing, they CC'd. Oh. And then that started this whole thread and people started actually, <laughs> I think some startups were actually founded out of that that cc thread um like people found one another uh, but in this article they talk about a, a famous incident at microsoft back in 97 where 25,000 people were on a distribution list and people kept replying to the thread it generated 15 million messages and 195 gigabytes of data and it's a well-documented um incident uh, around this. And so um, some of this is probably coming from Microsoft's own use of their product. And they actually said in this in incident, um, it actually overwhelmed their exchange mail servers, right? Wow. So it's a, they, they, they uh, DDoS their own servers and then saw them <laughs> fail. And are like, huh, I guess uh, our mail servers need to be more robust, huh? That's funny. Um, I mean, that. I guess that's one way to do it. Uh, just, that. you know, I love pwn, that. pwn yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good way to find out uh, the, your capability and capacity. So, yeah. all right. Oh, you know, it's funny. I'm just reading the article here. It said last year, a GitHub notification triggered an email storm for thousands of Microsoft employees. So it's not even like from back in 97. It's just like even more recently. That's uh, crazy. So that's crazy. Nuts. All right. So. Last weird and wacky, this is kind of great. As use of facial recognition rises, so do privacy concerns. These glasses are designed to block the technology. So these are glasses that you put on, they're kind of bulky. They honestly kind of look like the glasses I'm wearing right now. So I'm not really <laughs> sure what that says about my style. And apparently the lenses are like somehow hyper reflective or, or they do something to basically when when a video camera is looking at your face, it just sees a, a bunch of light as opposed to seeing your face. So uh, it, it sort of blinds out. The, it's like shining, a, I guess, in, in a sense, like shining a flashlight at the camera, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So most cameras have um, infrared uh, uh, sensors as well, right? So, yep. there is, so they can see it in the dark. Um, and so this is basically taking that infrared that's shining and then directing it back to the, uh, the right. camera to overwhelm right. the sensor. Right. Because if it's daytime um, and you overwhelm it with infrared, it'll blind it um, yep. and vice versa, right? If it's on infrared mode and you shine a light on it, then it's blinded as well. Yeah. And so they're basically taking advantage of that. It seems like, I, I don't know. So the you, know, you know what this really means though, um, is that instead of bank robbers now having to wear full ski masks that are really hot and oppressive, like now yep. you just have to wear these glasses and yep. like you're good to go. Like that's, you know. It's that. funny, there, there was a TV show and I don't remember which one, um, but uh, they had basically built a hood, um, like a hoodie and put infrared uh, LEDs all in there and put them on full blast. And so they, wherever they walked, there was like this halo around their head uh -huh. and their identity was obscured from the cameras. Listen, TV shows, you're giving like real criminals ideas here. You need to be careful. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. It's on I, you now. But I mean, you know, that stuff doesn't work with eyeballs. It, it only works with cameras. Like oh, you, you can, you can still see people. It's, it's not like they have, like in real life, there's this blob you around your head. You can still see people. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to be like that kid uh, from The Sixth Sense. I see dead people. Like, yeah, you, that's true. You can see even that's regular true. people. I, I see regular people. Gosh. All right, man. All right, see, that, all right, all right. that might be the title now. I see regular I people. I see regular people. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Check, wreck, check, wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech, wreck. 
right, it's uh, it's tech rack time. Uh, Sanjay, what do you have for us for a tech rack? So I, I am undoing my tech rack from last episode. Um, remember, I talked about it. Is that what you're doing? I am retracting okay. uh, my recommendation. Uh, I talked about Rome Research, which was pretty good, and then uh, I was going to start using Tiddly Rome, which uh, is basically an open source version that kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Um, but in the last week, the founder of Rome Research had a freak out on Twitter. Yeah. Um, they've been having some problems. I've still been kind of using them. They've been having problems with server uptime and, and some issues like that. And one person kind of started investigating and the founder or the company blocked them on Twitter just for talking about alternatives to Ro mm. to Rome Research, yeah. um, which I was not a good scene at all. Not a good so sign. I found this product, Obsidian. Obsidian.md is the website. Um, and the thing that I love about it is it's an app that is locally resident. It stores all of your data in markdown files that are on your machine. Love so then markdown. You can you can sync it however you want. Mm -hmm. If anything happens to the company, your data is still there, which is great. Um, it is super, super fast uh, because everything is local. So it can search yeah. through the files in, in incredible speed. And uh, you don't have to worry about a server downtime or anything else like that. If your computer works, the app works. Everything is just there. So I have ported over all of my stuff. I am loving Obsidian. Uh, it is still super early. There is a beta application you got to do. You got to go to the site, apply, but it's pretty quick. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, I've never been involved in Rome Research's Slack channel, so I'm not a part of that. Rome cult is what they call it. Yeah. But I joined the Discord. They've got Discord for Obsidian, uh, okay. and that's how you get access to the applications. Um, they are super nice over there. Nice. Uh, the community is so friendly. I actually mentioned yesterday that I'm going to be uh, recommending Obsidian as my tech rec for this coming week. Yeah. And they're like, let us know when the podcast is up and what's the podcast and we want to listen and stuff like that. Oh, dude, we might get I'm some like, listeners. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, so shout out to the Obsidian uh, community there. Uh, I love Obsidian. It's doing really well. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, kind of upgrades coming up with uh, the application and continuing on down this path and having yeah. a second brain that actually helps me uh, get things done. So yeah, okay. Uh, with that, nice. what about you, Adam? What do you got for us? All right, so so a little bit of background story here, um, and I will I will remove the names of companies from my story for the sake of this. But I had a had an interesting run in with a delivery driver where uh, he delivered a package one day to my wife. Uh, my wife was outside. She she asked him to put it on the front porch. He then cussed her out and ran back to his truck. Uh, so the next week I waited and had uh, to have a polite conversation with this driver, asked him if he was the, uh, the guy that cussed out my wife. He uh, proudly confirmed that he was. I captured the whole thing on video. Uh, he then cussed me out much more, um, much more in, in much more detail, I would say. Then he, then he I, I would have wife. called it aggressively. It was, uh, it, it was, was aggressive. A, yeah, it was aggressive. It was an animated. Uh, it was very animated. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, all that to say is the uh, the company did right by me, and and took care of the the issue, which was great. My my request to the company was really simply that he never come to my house again. That was it. I wasn't wasn't out to get him or anything like that. Just he should never come to never come on my property again. And now he he will not, which is great. But um, the incident did leave us a little concerned about security because he seemed a little off base. 
uh, obviously. Um, so we got. Wait, wait. Secure, are you yeah. saying that you're starting to become a security-minded individual? I mean, yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've 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 rubbed off on me here. Um, so in this particular case, it's physical security, but I am getting better at data security too. And so, uh, so we've got we now have Nest Secure, which uh, you know essentially it's got motion detectors, it's got you know window and door alarms and things like that. And I mean, it, you know, it's a local alarm system, and I can pay for monitoring if I want. But honestly don't really feel the need for that. I really just want a big, really loud alarm that goes off and freaks everybody out if uh, somebody opens a door that shouldn't open. So I think Nest Secure works really, really well for that. And uh, I, I really like it a lot. So, um, so how many times have your kids already set off the alarm accidentally and freaked everybody out? Actually zero because we, we tend to, yeah, well, we tend to only arm it like pretty late at night after all the kids are in bed anyway. And then I'm always the first one up. And I, so I just, that's the first thing I'll do is just disarm it. And so like there hasn't really been any issues. Um, the nice thing is uh, we also added like the, the security to the door to our garage, which does house a refrigerator that's supposed to be like extra food that the kids are not supposed to get in, but they tend to get in. So now, <laughs> now they, they're blocked from going out there at night when the alarm is armed, which is kind of nice. So um, even, though, even though technically there are means by which they can open the door without setting the alarm off, but I'm not going to tell them that. So for those Nest Secure users, no, you can't actually. And that's actually one of the coolest things about it is you can have the alarm on and there's a button on the sensor. You can press the button on the sensor and then open the door and the alarm will stay armed, but it allows that one door to open from the inside and you can ah. go do what you need to do, which is really cool. But um, but I don't want my kids to know that, so I'm just don't don't tell them. And hopefully they Wait. will not listen to this particular episode. So that, that, that's what I was going to say. I was like, don't they sometimes yeah. listen to these episodes? Yeah, that may have been a mistake. Uh, just, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Soon you're going to get a question. Hey, Dad, where's that button on the where's thing? Where's that uh, button exactly? Yeah. Well, All button. Right. Where are you talking about? All right. So now it's TV show recommend movie recommendation time. What do you have for us? So my recommendation is uh, in homage to the fact that we lost uh, Jerry Stiller um, mm. this last week. Yep. Uh, 92 years old. I did not realize he was that old. Yeah. But he is hilarious. So I'm yes. recommending King of Queens. Um, I love that show. Yep. I, I will say I've been watching some of the episodes and mm. I, I've watched some of the episodes for years. They're not always politically correct in no, today's time. No, they say not. some things that are like, oh, that's not appropriate in 2020. No. Um, they use yeah. adjectives for people and things that are not it, good anymore. Yeah, it can be a little sexist too in general. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Other, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like Jerry Stiller's uh, character as the dad in there yeah. is, is spot on. We were talking about Seinfeld before. He was the dad, George Cassandra's dad. Yep. Um, in there too and he was hilarious uh, in there as well um so he'll be he'll be sorely missed but uh yeah. that's my recommendation i i love uh king of queens i love kevin james uh, yeah. because of that show yep. um they just did a um a bit of a reboot uh of that show as a new show um and it only lasted like two seasons or three seasons i forgot what it was called and kevin james's character he was a a private eye and then um uh what's her name uh, that's his wife in, in yeah King Carrie Queens. on the show. I don't remember her, Carrie, name, her actual uh, real name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I had no idea there was a reboot. Okay. There was a it was a it was a totally new show, and and he had somebody else as his wife in there, but uh, that wasn't okay. working off, and they brought Carrie uh, into the show 
to be his partner in the PI uh, firm, and I think it only lasted one more season after that, oh, maybe man. two, and That's then it crazy. ended. I, I liked it. I thought it I'll was funny, it but it, it was kind of a, a restart of King of Queens. But yeah. um, okay. great, great, great show. What about you? What do you got? So I'm going to recommend uh, the rookie. So, uh, so you, I, I would imagine you were a Firefly fan, right? So did you watch so Firefly? So interestingly enough, I wasn't. I, no? I never watched it. No. Dude, yeah. Firefly was good so good. That. The movie yeah. and the show were so good. All right. So I should, I should put that on my list. Well, and, and you know, so the guy that starred in Firefly also starred in Castle. I, I can't remember the actor's name all of a sudden, but, but he's a great actor. So he's yeah. the guy that's in The Rookie and The Premises. He's an older guy that decides to go back and become a cop. So he is a rookie uh, at the, you know, in the LAPD. Um, as a 40, a 40 something year old. It, and it's a pretty good little drama show, you know, uh, it, it's fun. It's, I mean, but it's a typical cop show, you know, crazy stuff happening all the time and that's, yeah. but, but it's an entertaining drama and I do enjoy it and specifically because I like him as an actor. I liked Castle. I liked Firefly, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he plays a good part. So is, is, uh, is the rookie still on or is it, is it done? Yeah, no, now? they're still releasing new episodes okay. right now. I mean, it's a brand new show. Um, there's a new episode in Hulu right now that I have not watched yet. So, um, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's active. So I think there's still okay. the first season, maybe the second, something like that. So I, I, I like cop shows too. So maybe I'll have to add that to my uh, rotation fantastic. there. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Cool. All right. So Sanjay, if our listeners want to connect with you, how would they do that? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, uh, you can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker. You can also, uh, and I would prefer you also to find me on my website, adamjwalker.com. Uh, it's got links to everything that I do. So I would love for you to go there and check it out. Also, when you go there, sign up for my email list. You send out a weekly email with interesting articles that I've found. Links to these shows and other shows as well. So let me go there. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Doo-doo-doo!